Welcome to What Should I Watch, a podcast to learn about interesting and inspiring Korean TV shows, aka Korean dramas. I'm your host, T, and every week I help a guest with what to watch next. If you have any comments or just want to say hi, please feel free to send me an email to whatshouldiwatchT at gmail.com. Hey, Grant. Hello. How are you, T? Good, good. Last week, we were talking for too long. You noticed that, right? Not really, actually. It felt like a normal conversation. But uh, yeah, I noticed when it was posted, it was uh, about an hour and a half. (laughs) That's definitely not under an hour. I I cut down a lot of stuff. I cut down a lot of what you said. Yeah, that makes sense. So I'm going to really... I've been doing really well pretty much all the episodes recently, recent past couple of weeks at least. We're all under an hour, or maybe hour and one minute, two minutes. I think one episode with me and Mary were like a little over an hour, but that was acceptable. Yeah, and then you come back to me, and it's an hour and a half. And that's down from from three hours of conversation. Yeah, I mean, yeah. So we're going to jump right into what we're going to talk about today. Let's make this happen fast. Great, let's do it. You need to put in a nightly news theme now. What is that? Like, welcome. You know, they just get right to it. Today's top story. Yeah. Oh, that's funny you mentioned nightly news because today's drama has something about the news. Oh. Hmm. Oh. Hmm. Okay. So, you know how I was like thinking a lot about what I should do for a 30th episode last week. I wanted to do something special because it's 30. Yeah. Do you feel like three is special number? Yeah, absolutely. Do you like three or four? Uh, if you have to pick one. Oh, man, I don't know. Three, I think. See, I knew it. You're American. Three is the magic number. There was Talking this book about I re- three. Well, it, 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 this book <laughs> I read mentioned three as in like American number. Oh. There's something about number three that Americans like, and it's in the culture. Like I, you talk yeah. about baseball, and it's three strikes out, and uh. something about um, I guess crime. You commit three times, and three strikes are out, or something like Same that. Thing. And yeah, I can't remember all that was a long time ago. But anyway, yeah. There's so, a song called Three is a Magic Number." Oh, really? Yeah. Like really? Yeah, I just sang the lyrics. It's like talking about three. It's the magic number. Is it a child song? Uh, no, it was like a, I don't know, I think it was a 70s it song. It reminds me like Puff the Magic Dragon kind of thing. Yeah. Three's well. the magic number. <laughs> yeah. Three's the magic number. Maybe that's it. Yeah, I don't know. I think that's it, right? Anyway, so I like three. I think Koreans like three, So two. why'd you ask four? What's four all about? No, it's just really unnecessary. I was just thinking, like, I felt 30 was special number. Right. But maybe 30 is not special. Maybe some people prefer 40. Oh. Uh, no, I think 3, there's something about the odd. 
right? The, it's like a perfect triangle. Yeah, definitely. Triangle is is a a triangle is a more sound structure like the, than, uh, than Illuminati. a square. Yeah, there you go. Right? Pyramids, Illuminati. Yeah. Illuminati. Yeah. So anyway, I figured out what I want to do for my special 30th episode. It happened already, but it <laughs> I can make it happen again. So I'm doing this. Uh, I still haven't figured out what I want to call it. Yeah. Maybe uh, if you have a good idea, you can email me and I can just edit my title. Um, working title is Soul Searching Trilogy. Soul Searching Trilogy. That's the working title. So last week's episode, I haven't done my best yet. That was the first part of Soul Searching Trilogy. Today's drama is also something related to that topic. That's a great topic, actually. Yeah. And I think that is special. You know, it's funny, before your 30th, you're doing a trilogy, which is also the number three. What? Before 30, I'm doing trilogy? What? For your 30th, you're doing a trilogy, which is also a three. You could have said it would have been four episodes, but no, you picked a trilogy. Again, the number three, right? Hey, I should do tetralogy for my (laughs) fourth episode. Tetralogy. Yeah. I've never heard anyone say that before. That's great. It's a thing. I believe it. Yeah. Like the Greek number tetra, that's four. Right. And then you just say tetralogy. I think sometimes people say quartet. Like if somebody writes something yeah. in four, four volumes, they say quartet. But tetralogy, I, I'm pretty sure that's a real thing. What's wrong with the square trilogy? What? Because nobody likes math. Yeah, no one says triangle trilogy. Right, they see? They say trilogy. Yeah. Triangle, because it's angle. What about a dodecahedron trilogy? <laughs> What's a dodecahedron? So I'm going to talk about today's <laughs> drama... I might edit all that out. That's fine. You should. So the part two of Soul Searching Trilogy is uh, from six years ago. But it doesn't feel like it's an old drama. Is it old? Do you say like six years ago was old back in the day? I mean, that's six years. So that's not even 2020 anymore. You know, that's pretty old. Yeah. I guess. I guess some people might say old. Some people say like, eh. I haven't even been at my current job for six years. <laughs> it feels old. Yeah. And I had two jobs six years ago. I had four children. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> what did you do with those children? I don't, they're all grown up and out of college <laughs> now. It's been six years. My goodness. <laughs> my dog didn't have as many white gray hair. Yeah, that's true. Then. But, I don't know, this this drama doesn't feel like it's from back then. It's really well done. All the, um, what do you call, like, the items you see. I mean, they're, they don't carry, like, beepers and stuff. Okay, yeah, it's not that old. Yeah, their cell phone's still pretty, pretty new-ish. New. Right. Yeah, they have smartphone, regular-looking smartphone. That's kind of how you know when you watch something, like, oh, this is from a while ago. Like, they take out, like, flip phone. Yeah. And they're like, oh, let me call that person, you know? Right. Or the computer screens are, like, bigger. Yeah. And the laptops look a little weird. It's yeah. like, wait, is that a laptop? What is that? So, before I forget, I'm going to say the title. It's called Fight for My Way. 
And I think some websites list it as a fight my way. But the official title, I think, is Fight For My Way. And it came out in 2017. It's currently on Viki and Cocoa. And it's basically comedy drama, you can say, like, heartfelt comedy. Um, and it is comedy because the lines are, all the dialogues are actually really funny. I think it's the... Uh, it's easy to translate, so you know you don't have to have the cultural context to understand the joke, which is great. Okay. That's good. And this is written by the same writer who wrote "When Camellia Blooms." Okay, that was that had some good comedy in it, right? It was heartfelt, also. Yeah, yeah. A little bit of suspense. So I'm gonna tell you what this is about. You can kind of already tell it's going to be something about soul searching because it's part two of the trilogy. But here's a detail. Dongman, Era, and Seolhi have been friends for 25 years since they were kids. Although they grew up in a small fishing village, they came to Seoul one by one for school and work, and now they're neighbors. They get together on a rooftop, sharing drinks and snacks, patting each other on the shoulder for their hard life in Seoul. They have lived in Seoul for long enough to settle down, and they're now 29 years old. But they're not living the life they wanted. Dongman was a formal Taekwondo national athlete, but became disqualified and disgraced due to one wrong judgment 10 years ago. He gave up the athletic career and now works as an exterminator at a pest control company. Era's dream was to become a news anchor, but now she works at the information desk of a department store. Seolhi's dream is simple. She just wants to be the best wife and mom who supports and cares for the family. So she can't wait to marry her boyfriend, Juman who she's been dating for six years and living together with for a while. Juman's family already makes Seolhi participate in their family function, but Juman has not officially proposed to Seolhi. They both work at the same company, but it's a secret that the two are an item, which becomes a problem when a new intern shows interest in Juman. What's worse is that Juman is being ambiguous and not drawing a line. At their age, all of their friends have settled down and made it. So it's hard for them to not feel small about their lives that didn't work out. Like Dongman's line in the show, it's better to live thinking there never was and is no dream. When you have a dream, you become pathetic. Does everyone need to have a dream? The world still goes around well, whether I have a dream or not. However, by chance, they get to rekindle the spark of their dreams that they forgot or try to forget. Dongman's Taekwondo coach drags him to an MMA game, and he sees his old rival has become an MMA star, which boils something hot inside Dongman. At Era's work, a department store announcer suddenly leaves and Era gets to hold the mic temporarily. 
She realized that she can't avoid her passion and dream of becoming a news anchor and decides to do everything to achieve her dream. While the two are in high spirits, Seolhee and Juman are on the opposite side. No matter how much Seolhee does her best and loves him the way she has for the past six years, Juman gradually drifts away from Seolhee. It's as if they're trapped in a thick fog where you can't tell if they're just going through a rough patch or in the process of breaking up. Okay. Any question? I feel like I need to add some explanation to this. Well, it's a trio of characters that we're it's really on. Quadro quartet. Okay, so there's four. Yeah. Well, with a couple, right? Couple, but then the guy, Juman guy, he's yeah. a high school friend of Dongman. Okay. So the guy, two guys, they went to the same high school. Right. And so the they're girl. like high school friends, and then the rest three are like kids, friends since they're kids. Okay. So it's really quartet. Well, while you were talking, I think I thought about an idea for the name of the trilogy. Okay. Find my way. Ah. It's a little find, too long. Find our way. Find my way trilogy. Maybe. Just wanted to let you know before I forgot. Okay. So you need to explain a little more. I don't know. Do you have any question? No, I think it's clear. Like, you know, the characters, what's going to happen as far as their past, and you know, they're rekindling their old, you know dreams that maybe they gave up on and they're feeling like now is the time maybe they're getting opportunities or something is is guiding them that way to maybe look into this again right but not exactly all of them right yes and that does mean there's a chance for them to achieve their dream it's just you know it's just how they're feeling right now in their lives right? they're just like you know what i try to forget about that but maybe i should just Go for it one more time. Yeah, that's great. I like that. Um, but it doesn't mean like it's still going. It's gonna go well, right? You know. <laughs> From experience, yeah, I would say it probably won't. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I like the premise. That's a that's a cool idea to explore. And the thing is, they're all friends and grew up together, and you know, it's two guys and two girls, and. Uh, the Dongman and Era, the Taekwondo guy and the new Sanker girl, they've been friends since they were like five years old. Wow. But they're just also developing feelings for each other. Oh. So that's another viewpoint of the show. Even though they've known each other since they were five. Yeah. Wow. So they're kind of at a point like in the beginning of the show, like there's no boundary. Right. It's just like kind of almost like a siblings, you know? Right. I mean, I think it would be like siblings if you become a best friend at like five years old, yeah, that age, and then have always stayed together, and yeah, yeah. There's a bond there that's not. I mean, I would have, I would think, realistically, maybe that's not a feasible premise, because if you've known someone that long, you probably already had feelings or didn't have feelings for them. But but maybe I don't know. Life's funny, right? So the actors in the show is um, really good. The, the main character, Dongman, 
who's a taekwondo guy. He's uh, he's really not my type, but he's really popular in Korea, and I think internationally for Korean drama fans. So and he, he's a he's a good actor. Hmm. So he's attractive, or just popular. Uh, I he's guess cool. both. Okay. And some of the other some of other shows that he was in is are. Itaewon Class. It's on Netflix. And another popular one is What's Wrong with Secretary Kim. And I think this one is also on Apple TV. I don't know. They might have taken down. But I remember seeing it when I had trial. Cool. Which is like many, many centuries ago. So this drama was on Apple TV? No. What's Wrong with the Secretary oh, Kim. Okay. That the main gotcha. actor, Park Seo-jun, is his name. Was he the lead in Itaewon class? Yeah. Okay. And the um, the actress who plays Era is she's sort of like a not super big, but I think she's good. Um, and I like her like face. I think she's really pretty and like, but I don't know why she's not getting more roles. Um, who knows what goes in that world. But you watch the airs, right? Yeah. You remember the character, the kind of bitchy fiance? Yeah. That's her. I think. Yeah. They, she was supposed to marry her. Right. Right? Yeah, the main the, guy. The main guy, yeah. but then he like was like, we're not getting married. Right. Yes. So she, she was in another uh, show that I watched. What? She and her brother like lived way out and they would commute every day on a bus really to work and then they would come back and then some guy ends up staying with them and he's like a kind of a, a head of a get kind of a gang and wow. he was trying to get away no from idea. it really cool show Are you sure that was her her name is kim ji won it was the girl from the heirs yeah okay She's also in Descendant of Sun, which is a really popular show that I didn't watch, actually. But it's like everyone watched this one. She's also in Mr. Sunshine. Okay. She was the mom who got killed in Japan. She was the mom of oh, yeah. um, right. the, the noble girl. Gotcha. And her parents got killed in Japan. And she played the mom. Yeah, I think I remember that. Yeah, but she's good. I like I like her. I think she's pretty good. Um, there's also Cheu Shik. You might not remember. You might not recognize his name, but he's in Parasite. Oh, okay. He is the son of a poor family, and he becomes the tutor. Gotcha. Yeah, his role was uh, he ends up liking the girl. Right. Yeah. The rich rich family girl. Yeah. I read some trivia and it turns out this guy Cheo Shik and Park Seo Joon, the main character, they're actually kind of good friends. I they guess. really are friends. Yeah. Cool. But um, Cheo Shik has a he has a kind of um, a small role here. He is like a doctor guy, and he starts having like a crush on Eda, so he's like following her around. Yeah. Which turns out like it was like not what it was. I don't want to spoil anything. <laughs> but yeah, so he has like a small role. He's only in here for maybe like five episodes or six episodes-ish. 
And then my favorite actually is the guy who plays Chuman, the really kind of, uh, um, you know, the Korean expression is like, you feel like you ate like hundred p- sweet potatoes without water. Oh yeah. It's like a suffocating feeling. Right. You know, that's all about this character, Chuman. This character makes you feel like that? Yeah. Oh. Because he's like, you have to speak up, you know? Do you like her or not like her? Do you want to leave or not leave? Like, what do you feel, you know? Right. But he's just like dragging on and on and on forever. Um, But he actually, he was sort of like new actor when he shot this. Hmm. He did like a small roles here and there. But he's not necessarily, to broadly speaking, like he's not necessarily the cute guy or like he's not like a best looking guy gotcha so it's sort of like surprising that you know but his acting is like so good huh. like it doesn't look like he's acting like it it doesn't look like he practiced the line right it's very believable and I think it's partly because he looks like somebody you would just meet like somebody like in your class or right. at your work, somebody right. who's just like an ordinary man. So everything looks very blue. And, he, and after this, he actually won the um, Best New Actors for this show he did. Cool. So wow. like a, for like Korean Emmy Award. Uh-huh. Right. So he won the Best New Actor with this role. So it doesn't matter how you look, right? Yeah. If you're talented. That's how it should be, but not in Korea. Hmm. Yeah, Korean's- I think... I mean, you notice that in some, I think, like, just people, certain actors that look a certain way, that right. are very unique looking, yeah. you know? I see that a lot with the Korean shows and, and American shows. I think it's getting better now, but some years ago, there was this, like, almost like a pandemic of casting these, like, pretty, you know, pretty, actors, pretty. like, yeah, it doesn't matter if they can read a line or not, <laughs> like, you know, it was just so bad, and I remember a couple of shows that actually... Like, sounded really good, had really cool story, but it was just ruined, and everybody was complaining. You read about this online, and I think they finally realized, okay, we got to cast better actors. actors yeah. Like, actors who can act, you know. Acting is, is an art. Yep. So, yeah, that's a little bit of background on, on the actors and the show. How many episodes is this? 16 episodes. Okay. Normal it goes format. fast, really, because you really get into these characters and you relate a lot to these characters right. because, you know, basically the theme is like, yeah, you just live day to day. You have to do whatever you can to make the ends meet. And, you right. know, but you feel like, okay, is this it? I'm going to be 30 soon. And, you know, maybe I should just go for it one more time right and i feel like that's something that comes up anytime in our life right Right. yeah that's a that's a common theme for probably most humans right they've experienced that at one point and i think uh what was really well done in this drama is the showing the process of how a couple um that dated for a long time like what state they're in and what they go through and how they break up or not break up and that detailed like 
psychology, like the description of psychology. Right. That was just so well done here. And I think still a lot of people quote lines of the couple here, like Sahi and Juman, what they said. Gotcha. Yeah. So they just naturally drifted apart after being together for a long time? Well, I don't want to spoil anything, but they do drift apart. And it's partly because the guy who won the Best New Actors Award, <laughs> he just can't say, like, I'm dating somebody, so just keep your distance. That's gotcha. all he needs to say to the new intern, this girl. You know, but he doesn't do that in the first, um, when she like first comes on to him. Right. And it just goes on forever. And I feel like that's maybe something I have to explain a little bit. One of the things I wanted to explain, like in Korea, a lot of companies have this, like a company policy, especially like, you know, like more known companies do that. Like they don't allow people to date. Right. Because that affects their maybe like performance or like, you know, whether they're going to stay or not stay and how right. they're, you know, I guess it gets complicated. Yeah. So, yeah. It's uh, it's probably a little different, obviously, in Korea. I mean, in America, most companies have a policy, like no fraternization policy, but they don't like necessarily enforce it. Right. So... If it happens, maybe they try to keep it quiet, but right. at the end, they, you know, if it happens, usually nothing happens to them. Uh. Or, or the problem occurs is when one is like a boss of the other. Right. Then right. they have to like transfer people out, or there's the issue with sexual harassment. Right, right. So, yeah, they, they're dating in secret, but they started dating before they got this job. Right. There's a part that shows that they were actually, they both worked at a movie theater and she was huh. like a, a ticket booth girl and the guy was like a manager at the movie theater and that's when she fell in love with him because to her, like, he looked like such a cool guy. He's like right. this manager who can solve it all and, you know, whenever she's in trouble and she, he would come and help her out. So that's when they started dating and the guy got this nice, cool job in this company and then she followed him Huh. But she's a temp worker, oh. which is another thing I might need to explain a little bit. Right. Um, so she's a temp worker. And what she does is that she is like a customer service phone like representative. Uh-huh. So it's not as, uh, you know, glorious as what the guy does. And the fact that she's a temp worker, she's always like feeling little shy and awkward and she feels like she doesn't have any right to speak up which is why she didn't speak up about their relationship even when she was given a chance so yeah explain what a temp worker what the difference is between a temp worker and a regular worker and why that's important in korea well there are a lot of shows that talk about temp workers um they're sort of like literally day-to-day there's no contract Definitely no benefit or whatsoever. Um, gets paid very, very minimum. Maybe not like a minimum wage, but gets paid very minimum. And I think, in fact, no, I lied. I think they do have a contract like maybe six months, um, three months, and maybe one year. But Well, yeah, that's the difference. They had, they have, they're under contract. 
Which also means that they don't have to be renewed. Right. And, and that's the why, companies are very harsh about right. this kind of thing. So they always go through like this performance review and they really have to just, you know, go extra, extra miles to get the good grades so they can renew their contract. But that doesn't always happen. And getting a job, uh, it's really difficult in Korea because of, there's obvious like sexism, ageism, and, you know, all these issues. So... It's not like, you know, you work, you have a contract job here, like your IT person. Okay, I have a one-year contract with this company. After this is done, I'm going to go look for some other project. It's not like that at all, especially for a girl. You know, yeah. a girl of a certain age is, you know, having difficult, they're going to have difficulty finding a job. Yeah, from my understanding, you know, most people in Korea are looking for a full-time job that they can stay with the company for a long time and not a temporary job. Right. So the people that do work for these companies, they look down on temporary workers. Right. Right. There's right. a stigmatism like, oh, he's just a sure. temp worker or she's a temp worker. So that's important, too, because it's not definitely not like that in America. Right. But it's it's sort of implied that she didn't mind that job because she could be with Juman all day. <laughs> like, and so there are some nice. scenes that she gets in trouble at work and Juman kind of noticed that and he comes in rescue. Like he just makes up excuse like, hey, right. I need her for whatever, you know. So he rescues her. And Oh my gosh, she's dating a temp worker? <laughs> um, yeah, but that relationship is just... Um, Annoying for you to watch. No, done. Um... <laughs> described so well yeah it's so realistic and it's very detailed as much as it can be in like 16 episodes but i feel like it's it's like the best you know like that thing um when you're in school like it's the like kind of cheat sheet yeah it's like thin but that's all you need to know for the exam right i feel like that's what it did like for the relationship it's 16 episodes but that's all we needed to know it showed everything how you fall in love and drift away and maybe fall in love again and why and why not all that that sounds really cool yeah so you definitely recommend this oh yeah yeah which is why we're talking about it on the podcast right but at the same time it's not so so depressing because this show is about you know, reaching for the stars. Right. You know, and all the lines, especially I think what Dongman says, his character is really funny. So all, a lot of his lines are really funny. Like there's a scene that um, uh, Eda comes out of the house and they're literally like a neighbor, like their doors are facing each other. Yeah. So Eda comes out of the house and she's like dressed well because she has an interview or something that day. And then he's like, what, what happened to you? And she's like, well, I have, I have an interview. I have an occasion to dress up. And he's like, you know, I get to experience human evolution every day because of <laughs> you, you know? <laughs> so something like this, it's like a passing dialogues. It's like a s- right. small dialogues, but it's, it's like funny and... Right. Um, Smart. Yeah. <laughs> and then he's like, this is something I relate a lot uh, because I play game, but I... Try not to spend any money on my game. 
they they go on shopping together because she gets another interview uh-huh. for the news anchor position. Gotta buy some new clothes. So she yeah, she's like, hey, I'm gonna go buy some new clothes for my interview. So they go shopping together, and then he's waiting. She's like in the fitting room, and he's like waiting on the couch, and he's like, women are so weird. Like they buy clothes every time they have excuse for. Right. It's like if you spend that money on a game, you'll be ranking number one. <laughs> <laughs> It's like I don't get women. Are these the two that end up uh, having yeah. feelings for each other? Yeah, yeah. They've known each other since they were five. Yeah. Cool. But I was like, yeah, because I don't shop a lot. I rarely shop. Right. But I do play a lot of game. Yeah. Although I try not to spend any money on the game. But I was like, yep, I understand. Have you ever had that thought before? Like, you know what? I could spend this money on a game right now, and I'd be way ahead. Yeah, I, I did, but I actually don't <laughs> spend money, which I'm proud of. Yeah. You have a no-spending policy on game. So it has uh, it has funny moments, but it's like is it like a comedy all the way through? Or does it have like other elements? No, it's actually... It's funny, but I think that's sort of like... A, because oh. it does... But, huh? So it kind of breaks the tension of right, right, exactly what they're talking they're talking about all the time, right? Because right in the first episode, you see they're living in this like really kind of bad part of Seoul. They don't really have money. I mean, the guy's an exterminator, right? And the girl works as a like at an information desk. It's probably minimum wage ish, right? And the you know temp worker, customer service. That's right. really nothing. And the boyfriend who pays rent together, he just started working maybe not too many years ago. So he's still like one of the lower grade employee. So they're just living in like this really kind of bad part of Seoul. Um, Definitely not Gangnam, not anywhere close. (laughs) So it's kind of like depressing look. Right. And it shows like the guy's um, formal taekwondo coach. Mm. And, you know, I mean, athletes are really kind of glorified in general. But really, when you think about it, there are like hundreds of thousands of people doing like the same sport. (laughs) And only one makes it. So that one person is glorified. But the rest is, you know, it's really tough to make it. Right. So his coach, Taekwondo coach, who used to be national team coach, Mm. is now running food truck. Wow. So he's making like Korean sausage, like wow. Korean traditional pork sausage. <laughs> so that's what he does. And he lives in like not too far from where they live, all in their little like, you know, shabby part of Korea, oh, Seoul. So they still talk to him. He's yeah, they still the... talk. And he sort of like trying to make him like, hey, maybe you should start, you know, warm up again. And, it, you yeah. know, like you were so great. Like nobody kicked like you and right. you had it. You were born to do this. But he's like, you know, I got to make my money. And, you know, I have another client. I got to exterminate the flea out of the house. <laughs> and all. So, you know, it's sort of like it's so it's almost too real. There's nothing dramatic about this trauma in the right. first episode. So having those like funny moments like like you said like breaking up the tension is it's kind of necessary but in like second actually third episode he says something like um cuz the the coach comes to him and is like hey 
what about doing MMA? Do you want to do MMA? Because your rival, um, he's making it out there. He's a superstar right now. His and, old rival? Yeah. And he was like, you were better than him. Like, he was no match to you. And that guy is now living another life. And why are you being an exterminator? Right. You know? And he's like, can I make a lot of money if I do MMA? And his line here is like so real. Um, he's like, you need money to dream and take care of others. I want to buy my mom a house of her own and get rid of my dad's shitty old car. I want to express my heart and it's all money. Everyone lies that money is not important, but caring and loving is all about money. <laughs> yeah. So he's like, it's true. Let's say I do MMA. Am I going to make money? You know, right. but those things, that's sort of like the theme of the show. Also, the theme is like, yeah, reach for the star. But the reason they couldn't reach for the stars is because they just didn't have money. They don't have time to have money. They didn't have money to buy the time. There's a scene that Era goes for a news anchor interview. So she passed the um, first round, which is of like... interviews, yeah. The first interview. No, first was, first round was just a resume. So okay. you have to be picked in, invited for the interview. Gotcha. Out of thousands of resumes to be a news anchor. Right. right? Yeah, so she's invited for a news uh, interview. So she goes into the interview room, and there are, like, four other girls. They're all, like, in the same interview room. It's, like, a group interview. Right. And nobody asks her a question. And then they're about to wrap up the interview. It's like, okay, so if no one has a question. And then she's like, well, I have a question. I have a question why I didn't get any questions. And the interviewer's like, well, we're all busy people here. And you don't look like it. She's like holding up her resume. And like, you don't look like you've used your time wisely in the past how many years. Because oh. she doesn't really have anything to write down in her resume. Right. And they're like, what did you do when all these, you know, applicants went abroad to study English or, you know, study abroad or volunteer? What have you done? Right. You know, there's nothing on your resume. And she's like, well, I had to work to pay the bill. That's all she says. Yeah. And they're like, okay, you're done. <laughs> we don't like you. And there are a lot of people who can't afford to do those things. I mean, volunteer is, yeah, volunteer is volunteer. You have to have money and time to volunteer, right? If you're yeah. 25 and you literally just have to work every day, to pay the bill you don't have time to volunteer and you definitely don't have time time and money to go study abroad to put on your resume so those things are the ones they talk about how like you know it's it's so brutal as 20 something years old in korea right who don't have rich parents and you know nice family to rely on well, the idea of uh, finding your way or following your dream mm -hmm. or soul searching for what you want to do with the rest of your life, it's a luxury, right? Right. In this case, yeah, they're just working to survive because of where they are financially or how they were brought up. 
I think you, uh, you know, anyone can relate to that because everyone yeah, has course. that idea, right, mm-hmm. about what they could be doing or should be doing. You could look on the bright side, too. You could say, well, they might be in a shabby part of Seoul, but at least they're in Seoul. <laughs> right. Uh, they're not completely old yet where they have to retire. They're still young enough to think about something else, right? And they have each other. Right. Which is which is a rewarding part as well. But I don't know if the story gets into that. So that's interesting to to want to watch. You know, that's a good point because, yes, they're at least living in Seoul and they have whatever, they have still have a job. It's better than not having a job and all of that. There is a actually dialogue about that because Sarhi and Jimin gets into argument. So the company announced the promotion and Jimin didn't make it. He wanted to become a, it's like a system manager-ish. He didn't, he applied for the next level up right. and he didn't make it. So he was sort of like really kind of, you know, sad and annoyed. Disappointed. Right. All of that. And Sohee and Jimin were on their way home. They're walking and Sohee's like, you know, I know you're sad and, you know, disappointed, but it's okay. We still have each other. And, um, you know, I'm still happy with, you know, what we have, how we are, and, you know, all these little things. And Jimin gets really upset at that point, kind of out of nowhere. Right. And he's like, why does happiness always need to be small? Why does it always have to be humble? Every day you have to be thankful for humble, small things. And when can I buy my own place? When can I marry you? When can I buy a car? When can I get a promotion? Like, I'm sorry, but I'm not grateful for those little things. Right. What do you think about that? I think it's so true. I mean, people say it's all about perspective, but reality is that are you going to be happy when you're still just a staff employee after 10 years when all of your colleagues became manager and director, you know? Are you going to be happy for the small things for your whole life, right? Right. Or are you going to always want more? Well, but also for them, that's one of the reasons that he sort of like drifts apart. Yeah. Because marrying this girl and having a family, starting family, is money. It's reality. So he was starting to feel really small and, like, not certain about the future. And also, in a way, like, he was sorry, you know? Right. And then there's this girl, new girl. Right. And she's just so, like in a way kind of childish she's a younger and she's like a new intern so she's right. like younger she's so naive and you know well it's easier for him because what he really wants is to marry this person and be rich enough to be able to do that right but he can't so now here's this smaller thing that is easier i guess maybe and because he's not promoted yet maybe him thinking about her or not saying no to her. I don't really know what happens yet, but he's definitely not pushing her away, I guess, right? No. So 
that's making him think, you know, maybe I can't ever marry this girl, right? Maybe I don't ever deserve to go after this anymore. Well, at some point he says, he confesses that he was honestly kind of swayed a little bit, but that's because the new intern girl reminds me reminds him of Sohee when they just oh, started they dating. Yeah. And in fact, I, I mean, like, the, they kind of look alike, the two oh. actresses. <laughs> like, they actually do They're actually look sisters. Alike. <laughs> uh. There's a scene that Sohee buys a really nice, like, a leather like messenger bag to Juman. Nice. Because Juman is a kind of salesperson right. at this company. And he's like, well, you need to look nice if as a salesperson. You're right. a businessman, so you got to look the part. And she's she's carrying like this whatever canvas bag and kind of, you know, some cheap stuff. And he was like, why do you always use something, you know, cheap and bad and get me in something nice? Right. You know, can't you just go and buy something nice for you? And then she's like, no, I'm happy this way. Like, I'm just in my phone booth. Like, I don't need anything nice. And right. she's like, I want to, I rather want to save so we can marry and, you know, get our own place and start family and all that, you know. And for him, it's really exhausting to see her being so, like, he describes it as almost like a petty. Like, she's being too cheap like can you just be nice to yourself right she's not taking care of herself right exactly she, she's making herself seem smaller to him and maybe. she's like she's all about sacrifice right so i'm okay but i want you to look nice i want you to feel better i want you to you know do nice things and and i guess at some point he feels that's kind of burdensome right and he feels like you know I don't appreciate that anymore. But to get to that point from the first episode, it's the detailed like little dialogues and description and um, the conversations the com- that they have. Yeah, and... it's very well done. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, that's a good question because, like, if you're at that point in a relationship where you're drifting apart, you ask the question, "Why?" Right. Right. What happened? How did we get here? And it's like, it's usually not something big. I mean, I guess sometimes it is, but more or less, it's just a series of small things over time. Right. I mean, for them, it's this intern girl. Yeah, but as a catalyst. Right, exactly. That's the catalyst. So that is the character in the relationship. What about the other two main characters? What's their kind of... Uh, it seems like they're more interested in their careers, right? Right. So they are thinking about, oh, this isn't all I want. I want to think about maybe trying to pursue something different, right? Mm-hmm. So for Dongman, he decides to become an MMA. MMA? What's MMA? Do you know? Mixed martial arts. There you go. Yeah. I don't know exactly the details. It's like you can kick, fight, punch, all of that, <laughs> bite. Can you bite? Uh, there's different, not. there's different levels. It's pretty intense these days, but yeah, it, it's pretty much anything goes. Mixed, right? mixed, yeah. mixed martial arts. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so he decides to do an MMA. Um, he made like one wrong, like decision back when it was a pro mm. and then he got 
disqualified, so he can't do. I mean, technically he can still like at least he his dad keeps pushing him to open his taekwondo um like studio. Yeah. Like hey, just teach kids or whatever you know. And right. he's like, no, I don't want to do anything has to do with the taekwondo. I'm right. out of that world. I'm done. You know. Yeah. But then the coach is not because giving up of on him. what he did in the past. Yeah. Do we find out what he did? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You get to no find out pretty, pretty early here? on. Okay. No, no, it's like second episode or so. Okay. But I want you to find out rather yeah. than me explaining. I wanted to find out. And um, yeah, so he he's like, well, if that guy is doing MMA, he's a super superstar. I can do better, you know. Right. And he's like, maybe that's the way. You know, it's not exactly Taekwondo, which was his passion in the right. past, but it's sort of still in the line. So he's going for MMA, but. Like, you know, I'm sure 10 years for athlete is a big difference, <laughs> yeah. right? And that's a different world, the MMA. Yeah. Because there's a lot of different fighting styles oh, that yeah. those guys learn right. and train. It's uh, very different from just Taekwondo. Right. So. so, you know, he has to start from amateur league. Wah, wah. And he goes through some rough time. And he, at some point, like, he gets a, he gets a KO. And... Eda goes to see him, and she's like, I don't want you to do that. Like, So he gets knocked out, or he knocks somebody else out? He gets knocked out. Oh, okay. And, and then so she's witnesses about him. Like, no, I don't think you and should do that. And these two are the ones that have known each other since they were five? Right. And are possibly now developing a relationship? <laughs> yes. So she's like, oh, no, I have feelings for you. And for Eda, she's been avoiding all those, like, job posting stuff. Like, yeah. Like, if it were in America, like, you know, NBC is hiring seven new news anchors this year, uh, right. 2023, you know, news anchor for NBC, something like that, you know. Right. So she's been avoiding all those ads and job posting issues, like, and they don't say in the drama, they don't say in detail why she hasn't become one. Right. Or even, like, tried, but it's almost like. She knows she's not even going to pass the first round, which is just mm, a resume, right. right? Because she doesn't have any, like, those good things to talk about. And I mentioned this in the episode Misty, but becoming a news anchor is extremely competitive, uh, especially for females right. in Korea. That's one of the most wanted, like, most respected job career. So she's not even, like... There, she doesn't dare try to even submit her resume. She, yeah, she doesn't think she's good enough. But the thing is, there's like flashback, and she's like born to do that. Like, right? She's sort of like maybe not this news anchor, but she's the kind of person that once you have a mic in your hand, you know how to talk. Gotcha. You know, so she goes to her friend's wedding, and she's doing this kind of um, improvisation, like it's a wedding. <laughs> um, like what like do you a call DJ like or yeah M- MC MC sort of thing and so she's like born to do that and that's what everybody said when she was even in high school huh. but she just hasn't tried or hasn't made it at all until that one moment she did like a department store announcement person hmm. and she's like oh you know what I think I have to do it right like gotcha. I don't think I can just let this go yeah I want a mic in my hand huh. So something in her is taking her back. Right. Just real quick, was she in the broadcast department at in the show airs? She wasn't, was she? <laughs> <laughs> what? 
<laughs> because that played a oh. car- that played a role in that show. Remember? Yeah. Because Wait, was she? I remember she was like going in and out did, of the yeah. broadcasting club. Yeah, they all kind of went in and out of there, but yeah. I can't remember if she was one in the club or not. So. No, I don't think she <laughs> was one of them. I, I think she was too like too rich and stupid to be one of those. Right. Yeah, I think. I can't right. remember, but wow. You know, come to think of it, there's a couple of high-profile uh, newscaster openings now with the recent fires of those. Oh, yeah. Yeah, since we're talking about... Yeah. You know, Tucker. Tucker and the guy from CNN. Oh, CNN too, yeah. Well, so we get to see someone who remembers their dream and realizes that, hey, I have to, I have to do this. I can't hide this anymore. I can't push this away but the thing is the same for era you know right. just like the dongman tried mma amateur and he gets knocked out yeah like era applies and she's like invited for an interview which was like really good like moment in the show yeah but but then she doesn't on, even like yeah she gets invited for two different interviews but yeah. she doesn't make it like not even close enough like interviewers all kind of ignore her right so i mean obviously it's not necessarily going to be a happy ending for these guys we don't know. Yeah. But life is not necessarily happy ending and fair, you know. But at least they're uh, going for it. Do you think there's some value to that? I think that's why I'm doing this trilogy. <laughs> <laughs> Whether it's the truth. Let's worth the truth. spending time on these You're things. You're asking those questions, right? Yeah. You know, there's something uh, I say at work a lot to my employees when they're working sometimes they get frustrated because it's not it's not perfect or they didn't do it good enough Mm -hmm. and I always remind them it's not about it being perfect so what I usually say is we strive for perfection but that doesn't mean we obtain perfection so that means it's not about it being perfect it's about us always striving to be perfect yeah, but I don't know. I like making things perfect. Yeah. I know my podcast is not perfect, but <laughs> <laughs> But that's a good point. That's a good point. There's for, some things uh, I'm like I have OCD about like making it perfect. So Yeah. So the the pursuit of something that you want how much value does that have versus just obtaining it? I guess is the is the question. If you could just be a news anchor tomorrow and you were now a news anchor, would that then make you happy? Maybe, I don't know. But if you worked for it and, and maybe had some ups and downs and weren't sure about the mm. outcome, it's the pursuit of it. It's not necessarily that, oh, now I'm a news anchor, now what? Does that mean my life is perfect? Probably not. You know, there's a character in this show who's an ex-girlfriend of Dongman. Yeah. And she was, they went to the same college. So Era and this girl knows each other from college. And they were both kind of rival. They always wanted to become news anchor. Yeah. And this girl did. And she made it to 9 o'clock news desk. Nice. Which is the primetime news. That's it. That's the one. And she's like, you know, she was only, what, like 20-something years old when she made it to 9 o'clock news desk. Wow. And she became like this really kind of big name, female news anchor. Right. And then she married to one of the, like, uh, rich families yeah. in the Korea. So she's, like, she's made it all. 
This sounds like a TV show that I watched recently. (laughs) (laughs) No, but (laughs) Koherani Misty was like 30-something, 40-something. She was a little bit older. Yeah, but But, she had the man and everything. Right. But anyway, this girl was like still like in her 20s and she's already like made her career and then she married a rich man and she made it all happen. But what happens is that she... So she's an ex of Dongman, the Taekwondo guy. Yeah. And she gets divorced. And she comes back to Dongman, and all of her, fr- all of his friends are against her because that's what she's been doing for like entire twenties. Going back and forth. Yeah, basically, like she's like using him. Right. Like, whenever she breaks up with her boyfriend or whoever, she's like, okay. She falls back on him. Yeah. So there is somebody who did that, like somebody who just, you know. Well, I mean, I think there's value in working for something that you care about and then achieving it versus oh now i have this something or maybe i got it in an easy way so Mm -hmm. i don't really appreciate it or i don't because i mean we are probably going to get sick of those things too but if you if you work really hard and you have all this time to think about you know you're working in another job and it's not necessarily for you and you're always thinking about this other thing that you want to do you know all of that time spent it you know you remember that that informs how you are as a, as a human in your life, you know? So all those years of going back and forth to finally say, Oh, I'm going to go for it. That's a big decision bigger than if you were just doing it on a whim, you know? So now when you go to pursue something like that, the pursuit for me, that's what is the most important thing is you are going for something that you want. You're trying it. Whether you fail or you achieve it is is really irrelevant. Mm. I mean, we're all going to die anyway. Does it really matter what we become? I don't know. So you might as well enjoy the process of whatever you're becoming because you're never really going to be fully the thing that you think you are, you know? I don't know. That's just where my head is for that. I think when I think about music, it's kind of similar. I enjoy the process of making it. I don't necessarily care about whether or not it gets heard <laughs> by other people because for me I'm fulfilling something that I enjoy. But there are times where I'm like, "Oh, it'd be great if I could do this more often." And the only way I can do that is if more people hear it or it gets recorded or produced well or all that stuff. And it's like, "I don't really care about that. I care more about creating it than than I do anything else." So I think that's the artist in you talking. Yeah, maybe. You're not money or goal oriented in that sense. Yes. By the way, speaking of music, if you like any of the music <laughs> in this podcast, any except the piano playing at the end of the podcast, all the music is written by Grant right here. If you want to license his music, interested in listening to other competitions, just email me at whatshouldiwatcht at gmail.com. Yeah, that's right. So, but that brings us back to the point you made earlier about how all of these people need money to do the things they want. Yeah. So that's really what I'm talking about (laughs) is, oh, if I had money to achieve these things, maybe I would pursue them. But because I don't, you get what I'm saying? It's the choice of, oh, I need to work for a living just like this girl did, you know? So, yeah, I think that's a, it's a very realistic and interesting, you know, thing to observe and watch i feel like 
And I think the reason this drama did so well is because it's not sugar coated like a lot of dramas, and right. you know you try to make your dream come true, and you know somebody like happens to be the right person to help you, and somebody happens to right. like know somebody, and like by the tenth episode, you kind of super close to your dream and happy ending, and this person yeah. made it. You know, it's nothing like that. That's good. So even like relationship too. Um, Do you feel like there's a shift in um, sort of this generation of people who maybe they're they're not as dumbed down to the idea of, oh, if I just do this and follow my dreams, I'll have a happy ending. They seem to be more aware that maybe they aren't going to have a happy ending. (laughs) I think Korea is sort of different country now. Yeah. Um, You know, like my brother is seven years younger and I feel like he's completely different creature. Right. (laughs) (laughs) And I think it's, you know, not like personality difference or anything, but it's different society, different economic structure that he grew up in. Yeah. Um, how especially now it's completely different even comparing to the US you know so you know if you make a show that this girl is like poor girl and just somehow get to know somebody and you know things start to happen for her nobody's gonna believe that right I mean maybe that was actually possible back in the day but I don't think that's very realistic even in this drama era there's a line that describe this issue because she's like i don't want to be a cinderella like cinderella is not somebody i even dream of people don't even watch drama about cinderella story anymore right that's not something people are interested yeah i was gonna say that's the shift is the entertainment that we like and enjoy or that fulfills us and speaking of cinderella i think that's why um what was it the the king the eternal monarch didn't do well. Although the writer is very famous writer. She's oh, still stuck show? in that, yeah, the time travel thing. She's gotcha. still sort of like stuck in that. Because it is kind of Cinderella story, you know? A reverse Cinderella story. I mean, she's like this cop in the real world. Yeah. And she falls in love with this king in the parallel universe and becomes king's woman, you know? Yeah. I don't know. There's some like, and she leaves her shoe, <laughs> which is the badge. <laughs> yes, I mean that. I read some critic about that drama, and yeah, I was very convinced. Like, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Well, uh, I think that, and it's always woman. It's never men. Right. Yeah, I think obviously we don't necessarily find that interesting to watch anymore. So yeah, something like this is within the right trend to not focus on right the happy ending. So just so you know, if you've enjoyed me speaking, I guarantee that I've been cut out <laughs> for most of my time, which is good, which is better for you. You know, speaking of realistic story, there's a scene that Sully gets into argument with Juman, and she's like, "I'm, you walk home, whatever, I'm going to go home, I'm going to go somewhere. So she gets into cab, and then she's like crying, and her mascara and everything is like bad. Yeah. And while she's crying, she looks at the meter in the cab. Yeah. And the meter keeps going up, right? Yeah. And she's like, oh, driver, I'm sorry. Just leave me off right here. 
He's like, I can't afford this. <laughs> but like when you see like in movies and TV shows, like you they know, wouldn't even put that part in. Yeah, they're always like, I'm, I'm so devastated. I gotta right. get in the cab. I, I need to run away from this right now. You know. Right, and then they just show them going to some place where it's special yeah. for them. But yeah, I mean that's that's a very real thing. Yeah, and that that brings you back to into that yeah. kind of. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think she says that too, because um, this might be a spoiler. They kind of break up in the middle. What? Like, actually, she's like, she's like, no, we're not breaking up. You made us <sighs> fall apart, or something like that. And then she's like crying a lot. But then she tells herself it's like a monologue. In a movie, when a girl breaks up, she stays home and crying all day. Right. But for me, I have to smile and go to work now. Right. Yeah. Which is, yeah, exactly. I randomly came across this article thing. And it's about this Korean man who's 47 years old. But he was, this This happened in 2016. So that's what, now seven years ago. So he's well in his 50s. So back in 2016, he graduated from... A some kind of science institute of Moscow, and I think it's kind of like MIT in Russia. Yeah. It's like really high, um, like difficult to get in. And he, <laughs> uh, he graduated with honor from aerospace, some kind of science, basically rocket science. And he's 47 years old. But you know what he did before he went to study rocket science in Russia? Uh, Janitor? Comedian. He's been a watermelon farmer all his life. Watermelon? Huh. Do you think he threw watermelons in the fields because (laughs) he was into rocket science? And then he's like, you know what? I know about physics. That's a big jump from watermelon to... So, in his interview, what he says is that he, in his high school, when he was in high school, he hated studying. He hated school, uh. everything about, like, studying in school. So, he quit, and he just told his parents, yeah, I'll take over your watermelon farm. So, his parents were watermelon farmers, so he took over. Better than school. And then... Like, he's been a dad or whatever, family man. And when he was in 30s, he just for kind of, like, out of nowhere, he had an itch to get, like, the diplo- high school diploma. Yeah. So he did that. And then when he, like, wanted to study for, like, you know, the, what do you call it? Like, a diploma? Like, when you... GED. Yeah, GED. So sort of, like, equivalent of GED. Right. He got, like, a tutoring I guess like there's a program, the national program that you can like get tutored from KAIST right. student, which is like a MIT of Korea. Right. So he had a KAIST tutor, but then he got really interested in physics at that point. Right. So <laughs> he entered a college, a small local college to study physics, but then the professor at his Korean college was like, oh, this guy's good. So from that point on, he was like, 
you should study more, you should do more. And then he was interested in physics. Right. So he just kept, kept you know, on. following that path. And yeah. he went to Russia on a full scholarship and he graduated with honor. <laughs> and he literally studied like some kind of aerospace dynamics, something. It's literally rocket science. Yeah. Well, what do you think about that? I don't know. I think somebody who doesn't go to school and decides to work, in a way they're experiencing life, right? Uh. So they aren't necessarily learning, like, book stuff. or. Right. But a lot of times you might be too... Like, that can push you in, a, in the wrong direction, you know, as a mm-hmm. kid. Some kids are like, oh, they don't do well in school or those kind of organized places, you know. Mm. It isn't until later on in life when they've had some experience that they go, oh, I actually am really curious about learning about this. And then once they find that thing that they they want to learn about, it, they go in and they're very obsessed about it because there's nothing holding them back, like, or pushing them in one direction, you know. Right. So it makes sense that this guy would be like, oh, I'm really interested in this and... He also sounds like he had people that were willing to support him in a way or give him encouragement to keep going, you know. Well, I think financially he was okay because... Watermelons, baby. <laughs> hey, uh, do you know how, much, how expensive watermelons yeah. are in Korea? Again, this guy, he's pretty smart. I mean, he's an astrophysicist, so, you know, he's got a good brain. He's like, you know what? I can just go do the watermelon thing for a while, make enough money. And then what all these kids are missing in the show is the money. So he's got the money part. It's just he so doesn't. There you go. Today's lesson. Yeah, and then he pursued what he wanted with the money he had, and he wasn't worried about how long it would take him. So that's pretty good. They should make a TV show about him. <laughs> I think if it was Hollywood, they would definitely do that. It's too happy of an ending, though, right? No, but I think that's the thing. Um, when you study something later in your life, yeah. I always hear that story like that person becomes so good in it. Right. And I think it's because maybe you find your true passion or maybe right. because you have, you're more passionate than your classmates. Yeah. Well, I think that part, and I think also you're more focused. You, well, know, you yeah. think about when you're younger, you're still dealing with adolescence and growing up and all these. When you were 20? Yeah. I mean, maybe for yeah, in America. Yeah, I guess, yeah. Plus, you don't, you're not settled. Like, you're still unsure about love and right. kids and what that future holds. So this guy, he already had his wife, apparently. He had right. kids. He had a family. He doesn't have any distractions. It's really, he can dive full head on into, oh, here's this really cool thing that I want to learn more about. And when you're young, a lot of those kids go to college in America. You know, they It's the first time they're out of the house. Hmm. and they're 18 years old, like, they don't have any idea what they want to do. And when they get out of the house, they start learning and doing things they've never done before. And so now you have this gigantic social life with endless possibilities and opportunities because now you're free. And in America, you could be a college, like, 300 miles away from your family. (laughs) Like, you know, you have complete and total freedom. It's not like you're living with them or anything. And so it, it might take you four years to figure out, oh, what actually do I want to do? You know, right. and that whole time were you 100% focused on your schoolwork? Not in America, yeah. usually. You got to be really smart, good kid for that to happen. Right. Yeah. Well, I think it, that's why it's even more frustrating for a Korean yeah. 20s. Because in Korea, you, I mean, you wake up at 
five in the morning and don't go to sleep until like 1 a.m. You study all day, take Korean SAT. You have to get into the right college. And right. by when you were like in like, you know, sixth grade, you already know what kind of what you're going to study in college. You already yeah. set your path and yep. that's your whole school career, school, you know, study is going to be about. So you, you know, spend your whole 12 years of your, you know, yeah. primary education and you finally get into college, whether you that's the one you wanted or not, or semi wanted, you do it. And even before you graduate, like starting sophomore year, you have to study, you know, company entrance exam, your right. job test and right. all that. You have to Gotta do, do like, yeah, TOEFL, whatever, and all that stuff. You have to build your resume and... It's extreme competition. Sounds exciting, right, Americans? <laughs> so, you know, that that also is possible when you have money and family that right. supports you. You know, here, it's not like they come from a bad family in this show. Yeah, exactly. But their family is not necessarily rich and, right. you know, have money lying around. Where they can just get handed those things. Yeah. Right. Well, this guy, I mean... You know, he probably was like looking at all that. He's like, you know what? This isn't for me. I'm not going to study, you know, 12 hours a day. And like oh, you mean the things. watermelon farmer? Yeah. So he hadn't used up his Korean brain yet. <laughs> you think about it that way. <laughs> he stepped away and went to work and had a family. And then he's like, you know what? I still got a lot of good Korean brain left. Let me go study <laughs> now later on in life. Where I'm like making the choice to do it versus being forced to do it. That's I mean, I, another I thing relate too. to him to a certain degree because when I went to high school in Korea, I hated it. Yeah. Like, not the study, but I hated the system. Like the and structure of the system. I'm a very yeah. much of like nerd. I love studying. I love just reading about stuff, random right. stuff. I can just read on and on and on. I love researching and studying, but... Yeah, just it made me like a really bad student when I was in high school in Korea. Right. But now I'm a completely different person, and I wish I had money and time to just sit study, and study read. random things. Yep. I think it's my dream to. In fact, you know what? That reminds me when I was really young, like yeah. like seven years young, eight years young, or something like that. My grandpa bought me a set of encyclopedia. Cool. You know, back then there was no Wikipedia, so you have to have, like, I think it was, like, a 15 books, like, volume yeah. encyclopedia or something like that. Yeah, that's what I did every night. <laughs> I just sit and read that makes a lot the of same sense. pages over and over, like... They had pictures, too. Some are, like, by subject, right. and, but I read all those, like, over and over. Wow. You're a freak. <laughs> Once you start getting the greenbacks from the podcast, then you can go back to that and just keep studying. Keep reading encyclopedia. Yeah. I want to do that. So, so that leaves me a important question. Please subscribe. Uh, send money. Uh, like, download, and recommend to others. That really what helps me watch? to sit and read more encyclopedia. Yes, if you want T to follow her dream or find her way or soul search, this is how you can help. I'm excited to watch. I just got into the last one you recommended, and I'm about two or three episodes in. Yeah, and that this takes is, a little time. Well, but this is the a similar thing, right? He's finding his, trying to find his way. Right. And uh, 
Yeah, it's it's really funny actually. I think the uh how you were talking about it and how I was perceiving yeah. it yeah it was was a little different but now i've kind of gotten to the rhythm of it and i'm like and i'm enjoying it so yeah it's a um i haven't done my best yet that one is just straight up comedy i mean it is it has a little philosophical moment yeah but that's super straight up comedy yeah it is it's got it's got yeah those elements it was like he's a, such a good kind of com- comedic character too. yeah yeah he plays it kind of really uh, well, like serious, you know. <laughs> yeah. It's neat. I, yeah. I like him a lot. I, I, Me too, I really yeah. Do, He's so. a good actor. And the Fight for My Way is also kind of comedy, but it's a little more serious. It's kind of also like sad because it's so real. Right. <laughs> but reality is hard, right? Reality is tough. So you can almost make a sentence out of the two titles, right? Five for my way because I haven't done my best yet? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> we'll find out if the third one has a piece of that as well. In the trilogy! Alright, thanks for editing me out. <laughs> it was good talking to you. Thanks, T. Thank you. Go enjoy the show. I will. See you in two weeks. Bye! Bye!